Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast for October 16, 2019. I am Michael Obeyer. I will be your guide for the rest of this program. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, which plan he has intended to bring some into governance with him in a government that shall be established in the not too distant future. Before we go any further, I want to remind you to subscribe to our channel, to like our videos, and if there is a bell icon at the bottom of your screen or a subscribe, I encourage you to subscribe, to click on that, so that way you can get notifications anytime we upload new videos, which usually is week, which usually is uh, daily. Okay, um, oh yes, one more thing. Don't forget to go to patreon.com, patreon.com. Look for our handle, Emerging Temple, where you'll be able to support us to keep this work you know, going. All right, today I want us um, to kind of uh, continue on a subject we had brought up, uh, I guess about two weeks earlier, and about children and um, the, the way that, what they're going through, the pressures that they have, and um, we saw how the school systems don't really have an answer to this, and it seems that the Antichrist is having his way with the children. And um, recently, I got to uh, take a look at a video a friend of mine, a, a believer, a sister, had made, and she asked a pertinent question. She, the question she asked was, where are the men? Where are the men? And at first, I said, well, in my mind, when I watched that, I said, well, the, the, whole, the whole system is going to hell in a handbasket, and it's not just the you know, responsibility of men. I still hold on to that, but I think her question is legitimate and that it deserves an answer from the word of God. So, but before I go any further, you know, trying to see if I can help in some way, why don't I um, share with us um, a clip from a video she presented. She's a woman of God. I, I like her ministry and I really believe that she's doing the work and she's trying to bring people to a higher level, higher consciousness. And that's why I want to kind of, you know, build upon what she has decided, you know, to bring out. So why don't we listen to her video and I'll come back and have a few things to say afterwards. something they learned from Mars? <laughs> Did the women learn differently from Venus? I really just don't get it. I have a burden in my heart. You all know how I feel about the neglect of boys and the development of boys. Where are the role models? Where are the men that they can look up to? I, I just look around and all I find are people who are making apologies for being men. People who are not even thinking about being a bit better than they are, but, you know, insisting that we accept that men are what men are. What is that? 
and then we wonder why the boys are turning out in a certain way? Where are the role models? You know, I had a few conversations in the past week with different groups of people and I just left feeling very demoralized. And I kept thinking to myself, where are we going to get help for the, you know, the generation that is coming after us? People say all sorts of things. People will tell you that, you know, these days that it's the ladies who are, you know, a lot more aggressive, they're the people who are making money, they're the people who are in, you know, um, better places of work and power and so on, and that the men are not. Why will they be? They have nobody to look up to. I think that more and more men, and I'm talking about the more mature men, need to become a bit less selfish about themselves and think more about posterity. That, you know, habit that you have, that does not help, that does not, you know, teach anything useful to the generation that is coming after you, can actually be curbed. It can be curbed because it's important that they have somebody to look up to. It is not fair for the young people to hear something about what is right and then see what is wrong all around them. We need to be a lot more responsible for the people that are coming after us. Where are the role models for my boys? Where are the role models for young men? Where are the people who are men of integrity that can be emulated People who are able to prove to these young boys that what we are talking about can actually be done and is being done. Where are the role models? It's time for every one man who is a father, who wants to be a father, who understands the need to hand something over to the future generation, to begin to say, I am going to become that role model. If I need to make sacrifices, if I need to stand on integrity in spite of everything that is happening around me, then I need to be that person. Are you that person? Can you be that person? Where are the role models? up an excellent question where are the role models well guys look we we need we need to take this question very seriously first of all jesus christ ought to be the number one role model for young men for young women too but specifically today we're dealing with young boys young children males but for you and i to be able to be an appropriate role model for young men, young boys. We are in ourselves are not good enough. We have flaws, true. But we can guide these young boys towards Christ so that they can develop themselves to a place where they can handle business when you and I are no longer around. And that's basically what the woman was saying in this video. She was to use the word selfish. I would rather say short-sighted, because if you are selfish, you will want to train young boys to take over from you. 
Because when you're no longer able to help yourself, they'll be there to help you out and also keep your vision going. So it's in our own best interest to train young boys to look after our children. Now, first of all, I understand that there are circumstances, there are situations where sometimes there's conflict between a mother and a father, and very often a mother will try to shield the children from the father, use him as a bargaining chip. I mean, that, that's going on, you know, all over the world, especially in the modern world as we speak. I get that. But outside of that, if you have the opportunity to reach your children, even if you don't have money, there's so much you have been through in life. Okay, and these don't, don't have to be your biological children. It could be your nephews, could be, could be an orphan, could be any, any person. And what she is asking is the woman was the lady is asking is simple, it says, where are the role models? Well, if you know, friends, I've always told you the word of God has answers to all to any question you could have. And as I watched her video, I began to think about who in scripture had been a role model to somebody. And wow, it just came to me, Moses. And I wanna show you something that I saw in scripture. And this is gonna be found in the book of Exodus. I think it's the Exodus chapter 33. Let's, let's go take a look at that. Okay, yeah, Exodus chapter 33. Now, in, in, the, in this place, Moses has, you know, has gone to pray to God, and he has this young man that he, he the young man follows him everywhere. So Moses is kind of a mentor to this guy, and the guy's name is Joshua. Okay, and I want you to watch something. Okay, Moses goes into the tabernacle, the tent, where he prays to God. And all the other people are outside in their own tents, okay? And they're watching Moses go in, but this young guy follows Moses, okay? He goes in with, he goes in with Moses, okay? All right, listen, let's read from verse 10, chapter 33 from verse 10. It says, and all the people saw the cloud pillar. Let me start again. Exodus chapter 3, verse, verse 10. And all the people saw the cloudy pillar stand at the tabernacle door. And all the people rose up and worshipped, every man in his tent door. Every man was in his tent door. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face, as a man speaketh unto his friend. And he turned again into the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle, that out of the tent. Okay. Now I want you to follow this. When God finished speaking with Moses, Moses left and started heading home. This young guy who Moses had trained said to himself, I ain't going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying here. I want you to understand that this guy didn't get here overnight. He must have hung around with Moses so closely, he knew he didn't have to leave the presence of God just because Moses had left the presence of God. Okay? Now, I want to show you something about how much this guy, Joshua, adored Moses. I mean, if, if, you, if, if you've ever seen military officers who are loyal to their commanders, okay, like some captain loyal to some general or some colonel or whatever, you will understand the picture going on here. Now, I want you to take 
a note, take a note of what we're going to see now. We're going to look at, I think it's Exodus chapter 32, if I'm correct. Okay? Yes, Exodus chapter 32. Okay, let's look what goes on here. This is where Moses has gone to receive the Ten Commandments from God and he's come down. And when he comes down, he's in all this noise taking place down, you know, and he can hear all the din. And I want you to see the conversation that takes place between he and his sidekick, he and his, you know, the boy he's training, Joshua. See the conversation that takes place between them. So verse, we'll take it from Exodus chapter 32, from verse 15. It says, and Moses turned. So he's turning from God. He's got the Ten Commandments. He's coming down. And Moses turned and went down from the mount. And the two tables of the testimony were in his hand. The tables were written on both their sides. On the one side and on the other were they written. And the tables were the work of God, and the writing was the writing of God, graven upon tables. I wonder what language God wrote in. Verse 17. And when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said unto Moses, Master, no, there's a, yeah, there's a noise of war in the camp. And Moses said, it is not the voice of them that shout for mastery, neither is it the voice of them that cry for being overcome, but the noise of them that sing do I hear. Now I want to ask you a question, okay? This guy, Joshua, hears the sound of people merrymaking. He's afraid of his boss going ballistic. And he says to the guy, I can hear a sound of people, you know, like there's war there. And his boss says, you, you can't pull that one up on me. Those people are down there having a good time. I'm going down there to find out what's going on. Now, I want you to, I, I want you to see the psychology. This man had been such a mentor to this young man that this young man loved Moses so much. He didn't want Moses to be offended. He was probably hoping that before they get down there, those guys would have their act together, okay? I don't know if you can see what's going on because he could, listen, Joshua could hear the music. Moses could hear the music. Joshua goes, oh, that must be, there must be a lot of trouble. That noise we're hearing over there, there, there must be some fighting going on there. No, no, that was music. Moses said, listen, I can hear music and dancing, okay? Now, why is this? This is because of his loyalty. And man, if we train young men, if we give ourselves to train them, let me tell you something. There's a, something a preacher said many years ago that I heard, and I've never forgotten this. He said, show me the person that you honor, and I will tell you what your destiny will be. You know. Today, I can look back at people who I really looked up to, who probably didn't even have a one-on-one -on -one too much with me, but they, just their existence motivated the direction my life went to, okay? So developing young men is not a burden. It's an investment. And guess who's going to benefit from it? You, the mentor, okay? I know... I know, anyway, look, I don't want to go into anything personal right now, but I just want you to understand, just going from scripture, okay, 
I want you to understand that mentoring young men, okay, look, all these young men you see hanging around can't do anything. Oh, you know what? Let me tell you the personal story. In a city called Joss, there was a young man from the Muslim faith. And every time a mechanic, Joss is a city in Nigeria, every time a mechanic came to work on my dingy old car, he would always come and hang around. You know, this boy was like 12 years old and he always come and he'd always hang around. It's almost like I thought maybe this guy had bewitched my car because, you know, every time my car would, you know, break down, this guy would be there to watch my mechanics work on it. And I watched the way he looked at the mechanic. He didn't just watch the mechanic. He actually watched the guy's fingers. He was, he followed him everywhere. The mechanic said, pull me, give me this tool. He'll pick up the tool. And boy's name was Muhammad. And I said to him, I said, Muhammad, you like this work? He smiled and he said, yes. I said, and the mechanic was a guy from my hometown who respected me greatly. And I said to him, the mechanic's name was Peter. I said, Peter, do you train this guy on this work? Because these kids don't go to school. They just hang around, you know, doing Islamic studies and, you know, what they call the Almajiri program. Okay, no, no real formal education. And so Peter told me, he said, look, these kids don't want to learn. I said, look, this guy, I've been watching him. Every time you come here, he's here. He's like, he can't take his eyes off what you're doing. Well, cut a long story short. I had to leave that city maybe a year later. And this boy was still training with Peter. When I went back to that city five years later, that boy had opened his own shop and had people working for him. Now, I want you to ask yourself a question. What do you think that boy thinks of me today? What do you think his wife and his children will think of me the day they meet me? Okay, not trying to toot my horn. That was my personal example I wanted to give to you. Well, I will say something. There are many people you're going to mentor, you're going to help, you're going to lift up. They're not going to remember you, but it doesn't matter. You don't lose by mentoring somebody because they're going to mentor someone else. Okay, and that person is going to be an asset. And no matter who you mentor and no matter who you build up, Jesus Christ knows what you have done. So if nobody else knows what you've done, Jesus Christ knows what you've done. So whether people recognize you, remember you, are grateful, don't worry about that. But the truth is, most of them will. Okay? Now let's see what happens. Let's see what happens to Joshua when he grows up, becomes a man of himself, and his master Moses is now dead and gone. So we look at Joshua chapter 1, from verse 1 says, now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all these people, unto the land which I do give to them, even the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. Notice, God began the program with Moses, but God couldn't finish his program without Joshua. Imagine if Moses didn't take time out to train Joshua. God's program and God's plan would be stunted. So when you and I are not listening to what this lady just said in the video, we're not mentoring people, we're stunting God's plan. Okay, because listen, you and I are not eternal. God is. So there must be another generation after you and I to continue God's plan. We've got to hand the baton. Okay, so verse four. 
It says, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be, this is verse 7, only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left hand, that thou mayest prosper wherever thou goest. What did he say? Don't turn away from what your master Moses taught you. Okay, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that, it is, that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Verse 9, have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Wow. Did Moses know that he wasn't going to enter the promised land? Moses didn't know that. Moses thought he was headed to the promised land. God stopped him and said, no, you know what? You're not going in. I'm going to take your boy. Your boy is going to be the guy that's going to take the people in. Okay? And Joshua was used by God to take God's people into the promised land, not Moses. What would have happened if Moses had failed to raise somebody and to train someone to carry out his mission? Moses would have failed. You know why you and I honor Moses today? You know why you and I talk about how great Moses is? Because of Joshua. Because Joshua got the job done that Moses started. So what this sister was sharing with us in her video, where are the mentors, where are the men? It is apt. It is something you and I ought to take seriously. I just gave us one example, but you know what? None of these things that I just spoke about, that we just spoken about, can be done without the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I wanna encourage you, men, wherever you are right now, Maybe you have some difficulties with your children. Maybe there's all kinds of things going on. Maybe you're having financial difficulties. Maybe I wouldn't, you know, maybe, maybe there's, there's, um, there's, there's reasons why your relationship with your children is, is tough. You know what? Go to God. Okay? Go to God. Don't let it bother you. Don't let it, don't let it be a pressure on you. Okay? Sometimes children, when they're young, look, let me tell you something. When I was a kid, man, if my dad came one way, I went the other. Now I'm a grown man, I love him more than anything because I appreciate him now. When I was a kid, I didn't understand. All I knew was this guy didn't want us to have fun. Okay, mom was everything. Mom let us have fun. But now I understand, without my dad, I wouldn't be the man I am today. I wouldn't be able to go through adversity. Okay, what if he had just given up on me? You know, just let me just be whatever I want to be. Being a mentor doesn't mean being wooshy, wooshy, mushy, mushy. Okay, let mom be that. Okay, you've got to have some tough love for the boys that you're handling, that you're taking care of. You've got to set examples for them, okay? And they can learn not only from your successes, they can learn from your mistakes. Don't be afraid or ashamed to share your mistakes with them. Now, if they're too young to understand your mistakes, well, just keep that till they grow up, okay? But you will always be their mentor. 
it doesn't matter what field you're in. Mark what I say, the societies that have purposive mentoring programs are always the most dynamic and innovative societies anywhere in the world, okay? And so I wanna use this you know, scripture that we just looked at in the book of Exodus and the book of, of Joshua as an encouragement to you men out there to be an example to the younger ones, okay? So this is Michael Bear. I just thank you again for your time. I want to encourage you to subscribe, to share these videos. I, keep, I can't hammer on that point enough that this is the time for the gathering of God's people, that wherever they are right now, they need to hear this message. They need to hear this word. Don't just watch these videos alone. Sit down with your friends and your family. Share these videos. Go through the scriptures that have been given to you and analyze and discourse, and discourse them and, and determine whether or not what we're saying is of God and criticize it. You know, go to the chat section of these videos and, you know, put in your questions, put in your opinions. Be respectful, but you can disagree. You don't have to, you don't have to agree. You have a mind of your own, but I want to encourage you, okay? Share these videos. Subscribe to our channels. Let people know about it. Also, please don't forget to go to patreon.com, all right, to support us and to help make sure that these videos keep coming out, all right? So once more, thank you so much for your time. I look forward to speaking with you tomorrow.